0: This is episode 113 of the Rising Man podcast with Chelsea Didier. I wasn't a man until I saw the world through a woman's eyes. <music> Greetings, family. Welcome to the Rising Man podcast. My name is Jetty Azuma, founder of the Rising Man movement, and I have the great and humble pleasure of serving as your host on the show today. Our mission is to initiate an entire generation of men, period. We believe this is how we as men can make our greatest impact on the future of humanity. None of it's possible without community. None of it's possible without culture. So before we start our conversation for today, I want to again invite you to become a bigger part of the Rising Man family. First step is to head over to risingman.org. All of our Rising Man content, information about events, and other things Rising Man related, it's all happening here. Risingman.org. Go and check it out. While you're there, if you're a man without a men's circle, if you don't have a support system of men who are consistently watching and keeping vigilance over what you're doing, checking in with you, and who are supporting you and being supported by you, then don't wait. Join our Rising Man Fire Circle. It's a virtual men's circle. You get your access to your own men's team, monthly trainings with me, guest presenters, and so many more opportunities to connect with men from all across the world. It's a no-brainer. It's seriously, if you don't have a men's team, you got to find a way to get yourself inside the fire circle. So go check that out. All the information is at risingman.org. And if you're looking for opportunities to be a part of our men's initiations, our gatherings, our trainings, we have our one day call the warrior training coming up in May. We're doing a tour three weekends in a row. Vancouver, May 2nd, San Francisco, May 9th, and finishing up back home in LA on May 16th. It's an amazing event. My brothers, Leon Ruri and Jamie Schuster coming back over from Australia, teaching us the Maori war dance of the haka and teaching us how to harness our masculine energy, our masculine power. It's like no other training that you've ever experienced before. So all that information is up there. Go to risingman.org right now and go check it out. All right, I have a very special guest today who immediately jumped up in the queue. We just recorded this episode less than a week ago, and we had to push it through because of some other projects that we put into the pipeline this week. Let me introduce her first. Chelsea Didier is one who supports artists. She's a sacred space holder, entrepreneur, creator who fully steps into her authentic body and soul alignment. She embodies both a shamanic medicine woman, result-oriented mentor, embodiment catalyst, and tantrika, empowering her clients to harness their next level of aliveness, clarity, awareness, balance, and integrity in connection to self, business, and in relationship to all things. Rooted in ancient wisdom and supported by plant allies, Chelsea's guidance and tools come with a no BS approach with laser-like precision. She is a dancer, a performer, a creator, and a dear, dear sister of mine. The reason that we bumped this episode up in the queue is because Chelsea also is featured in the music video that we just dropped this past Sunday, March 8th, on International Women's Day, because the video is all about making the world a safer place for women. So if you haven't checked out that video, go check it out right now at our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash the rising man movement. The song is called Through Your Eyes and you gotta go check it out. Chelsea's an amazing performer and we've been working on this for a year. So we wanted to make sure we captured the experience of making this together and all of the dialogue that came from it. So in this episode, we discussed the experience of being a woman in the world, how we as men aren't hiding our desires as well as we think we are. Chelsea shares with us the feeling of being a woman in the world and I take my best attempt at describing what it must be like to be a woman walking the streets today. We discussed the importance of creating a safe world for women and how this is not just a responsibility that falls on the men. We talked about relationships, expectations of reading women's minds, and how we can heal and come together, masculine and feminine. There were so many great conversations that came up from making this music video together, so we also spoke about that, but I'll let the interview do the rest of the talking. Without further ado, Chelsea Didier. All right, Rising Man family, I've got a special treat today, bringing in another amazing sister of mine. You guys know I love bringing in the ladies in here to chop it up and mix it up, especially when we're talking about manhood and masculinity, because who's it for at the end of the day is taking care of our loved ones, taking care of our ladies, taking care of our men out there. So my sister, Chelsea Didier, joining me from Los Angeles. Mm. So honored to have you here. Thanks for coming on.
1: Mm, So happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. Mm
0: -hmm. And I'm going to say a ton of things about you when I record the intro for this, which everybody (laughs) is going to hear before this. But for those of you who don't already know Chelsea, she is an incredible intuitive, incredible performer, incredible representative of the female species on this planet. We just... Just, just, just launched at the time you guys are going to hear this recording, an amazing piece of art that we created Mm -hmm. together, a music video that started off as a project about uh, speaking to my daughter and became a bigger mission to... Call all of us forward to create this world a safer place for women. And when I reached out to you, Chelsea, you were such an instant yes. In fact, I put the word out there and you reached out to me. You were so on board with creating something like this. So let me just ask you that first. What made it such an easy yes for you to be a part of a project like this?
1: Well, you know, first, I think it's you, <laughs> like it's, it's, it's who you are, and my personal connection to you and our synergy. And me feeling like anything that this man does is from such a well of truth that I'm about it. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking for resources or support or collaborations, I'm already there. Mm -hmm. So uh, that was a yes for me. And then what you were asking for in terms of performance, which I come from a performance background, was something that was really enticing to me because I have a very rare, or at least the perception that I have very few opportunities to weave together my different loves mm. of personal development and healing and growth and performance. Mm. And so the fact that you were really weaving for me, basically an opportunity to like, I get to play with Jetty. I get to impact the world in a way that actually feels like nourishing to my soul. And I get to perform. Those are like the best things in one thing. So I um, I was a yes.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, they call that the yes, yes, hell yes. <laughs> One, two, three. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and it was such an automatic yes on, on my end. Once I put the note out there, I said, I'm looking for somebody who looks like they could be my daughter, as an adult, mm-hmm. and has a dancing background for a special secret project, and I just put it out there, and I got a few, I got a few mentions, a few people who are interested, and it, you were the one who was most interested. In, and and I told you this already off off recording, mm-hmm. but I thought to myself, does Chelsea look enough like me to be my daughter? And that was really the only hangup I had. And then you reached back out to me again, and it was like, yeah, no, this is. We had a conversation, and you connected with really what the spirit of the mission was. And I've spoken about it here many times in the podcast that it never became more real for me about the importance of being a, being a stand, being a champion of safety for women in this world than, than when we found out we were having a daughter. And mm. so, yes, uh, for, for everyone who hasn't seen the video, please go check that out and we'll make sure it's in the show notes. It's, it's something we really want to get this message out there into the world. Mm. But even beyond that, so much came up for both of us in the process. So that's really the intention of this conversation is to expand on that dialogue so that it's, this isn't just a, a beautiful song and a beautiful video performance that you get to appreciate and be entertained by, but something that really makes an impact and makes waves in our community. So- so let's, let me ask you some contextual questions mm. before we get into the juicy part of the conversation. I love asking ladies these questions because I usually ask the guys. But <laughs> in your opinion, what is the difference mm-hmm. between a boy and a man?
1: Ooh, that's such a good question. Someone who is fully aware of their capacity.
0: Beautiful. Beautiful. And what do you appreciate or love most about men?
1: Mm. Your straightforwardness. Straightforward. The ease and simplicity.
0: Mm. Okay. Now obviously the contrast what frustrates you most about men?
1: Mm, your simplicity. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, so so explain that a little bit. <laughs>
1: yeah, I think, you know, as a woman, I think of it in in visually often men are your architecture, your straight lines, your holding your placement. Women are circles and figure eights and tornadoes and water and we or flowing in between all of that. And so what I find frustrating very rarely, because I do work with a lot of men, is the inability to be movable in the same fluidity that women are. Meaning once your mind is like created a groove of which you exist in, sometimes it's more challenging to uproot that groove and find a new one for you just because that's where you live. That's Mm. (laughs) that's just where you rock. And that's amazing. But to ask you to shift that Mm. from a place where I often live and I have to live as I serve so many different types of people that I have to be really movable. I have to be like air and smoke and water and the roots and the earth and the rocks. Mm -hmm. I have to be all of it at the same time. And so I can see both, but to really, like that's the only frustrating that I could come up with. Really men are beautiful and we need every aspect of you. We need you to be that coherently strong and rooted in that way. Like it's, in some ways it feels awful for me to ask men to shift out of that. Even when it's not serving them, I'm like, you're so good though. Like you have so zoned in in your groove. (laughs) But yeah, that's like minor, minorly frustrating yeah. is when it's just hard for you to conceptualize moving to like a new one and remaining safe.
0: Sure, sure. And, and I think within context, if there's certain details or circumstances, it's a little bit easier to to, to see the difference between the two things because I, I, I know that that's one of the things that actually provides safety, not just for for mm-hmm, women, mm-hmm. but for men and for children around other men is knowing what you're going to get that I am mm-hmm. a man who I say this, I believe this, I do this. That's what you're going to get. It's, it's all up front. There's no, Absolutely. There, there's no or very little guesswork about it. That consistency is is one of the strengths of the masculine. And I also mm-hmm. hear what you're saying, that in certain circumstances, the rigidity can be uh, a weakness or a, a missed opportunity to to go deeper, to expand, to evolve. I see a lot of elder men who got guys who have been rigid their whole lives, who've done that, who got really good at doing things a certain way for two, three, maybe four decades. And then all of a sudden, it's like around when they become a grandfather. I think they call it the grandfather phenomena, when they begin to <laughs> soften and relax their, mm. not relax their standards necessarily, but open their mind a little mm-hmm. bit more to possibilities.
1: Mm-hmm. So it,
0: it seems to be on the natural curve of maturation. But I've seen it exhibited best in these elder men that I respect who you still Mm -hmm. know what you're going to get from them, but it's almost like you, Mm -hmm. you begin to expect possibility from a man knowing that he's also Mm -hmm. ultimately going to fall back on his beliefs and his values, but Mm -hmm. he's willing to entertain the conversation versus being a clear, no, like one of those medieval gates that just drops down and lands on your foot.
1: Yeah. Very well said. Yeah. It's like the cultivation of possibility. Uh That's also what I said by the container, like knowing, knowing what, what realm you exist in, but being able to flow in that. Right. Like, I think that's, that's ultimately a man's job is like really holding that and holding it most of the time. Like you just said, like falling back on that when in doubt, but having the fluidity to just consider, Mm -hmm. like consider the other, consider the other side, be willing to look over the fence. What's going on over there? Should I shift and just be open?
0: Yeah. And it's funny. uh I didn't, never really understood it this way before until we we're talking about it. That so much of personal development is having an innate flexibility of the mind. Mm-hmm. and of the way of being to entertain mm-hmm. different possibilities. And it's yeah. it's like going shopping at a hardware store and your basket is empty mm-hmm. and you're walking around looking for different tools that you may bring with you on this journey of expressing yourself and your gifts to the highest capacity you can. And I'm not quite sure if I need this style of hammer yet. So I have to really check it out and try it on a little bit. Mm-hmm. And something I think comes much more naturally to the feminine, uh, and I say feminine deliberately because mm-hmm. it can be a more feminine oriented male or more feminine oriented mm-hmm. female, where that fluidity and that meandering from one to the other is a little more natural. Whereas mm-hmm. a lot of really masculine people or masculine men, especially we just want the formula. I just want the recipe. Mm-hmm. Tell me what tool I need so we can yeah. get on with it. <laughs> and, yeah. and,
1: and that, that is the masculine.
0: Yeah, it is a hundred percent. And I can speak to it cause that's how I've always been. I've always wanted to know, okay, just tell me what I need so I can get to that next step. But, it's also an important evolutionary milestone as, as a man, as a, as a masculine individual, to be able to make that determination for ourselves, to claim that authority mm-hmm. back instead of give our authority away the way we always have. And I know for a lot of guys mm-hmm. figuring that out, and I'm speaking specifically to the guys out there, a lot of times when we begin to learn to draw boundaries, we do it in a very harsh and abrupt manner, which mm-hmm. like you said, you know, it's we're all learning, we're all becoming our, our better and best selves. But the to me the ultimate level of mastery of mastering our masculine is being able to draw boundaries clearly, without drawing them over people's toes. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. I know that you feel what I'm what I'm talking about. How does that a man who shows up that way? Let's let's talk about the guys who draw really harsh and definitive boundaries right off the bat. How, how does that affect you and your experience as a woman?
1: It's abrasive. Mm. It feels. Yeah and I mean at this point I'm a pretty I'm a pretty strong woman and straight shooter so it takes a, a lot for me to feel that abrasion mm. I'm more speaking about it from my sisters who I can tap into right now and feel into like what are they what are they feeling right from that perspective because I also think so much of that abrasion that we're feeling is men being lost and not knowing their own their own capacity and not knowing what they're really giving like not really fully understanding up being in their bodies not really being present to like the anger that's maybe underneath it mm. so where it's like a boundary of trauma of like I was really abused or whatever as a child coming from the man's point of view and then that coming out with some harsher like no this is what I said and it's like okay Hear you little one in there who is really pissed that Mm -hmm. people keep not respecting him heard, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think there's like the women are also so sensitive to like tones of voice. Mm -hmm. And like, it's not just like the abrasive action of like coming home and slamming the door. That could be it. Or like a frustration or like a, like it's like anything like really in our core, we're so sensitive And we're here to receive you. So if we're truly in any bit of our feminine, we're open. Mm -hmm. We're open to Mm -hmm. receive you. And so whatever you give to us is we're allowing to penetrate us. Mm -hmm. And that is a big responsibility Mm -hmm. for both people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And obviously we're going to talk about the women's or the female's responsibility a little bit more in a second. Mm -hmm. But this is such an important thing to highlight here because exactly what you said, that that expression of from a male who's saying, this is how it's going to be. This is what I said. That's probably what was modeled for them when they were a child mm-hmm. by their mm-hmm. parents, showing them how to draw boundaries. I'm thinking about myself right now and seeing where myself mm-hmm. and my wife have done that with our son as much, as much as we try not to and seeing that, well, if that's all they've ever seen, if that's how they learned how adults create boundaries, then of course that's what they're going to do. Of course, that's the way that they'll do it. And so, putting some polish on that and refining it to a, to a degree where it doesn't have to have a raised voice. It doesn't have to be aggressive. It can be forward and assertive without being aggressive Mm -hmm. and eliciting Mm -hmm. that sense of fear in, in women, but also in children and men too, Mm because a loud voice and a really aggressive male is intimidating for, and and disconcerting for everybody. Mm -hmm. Even if it doesn't scare somebody, it puts you on alert. You know, and a guy's raising that his is. voice in anger. Everybody knows there's a difference between a guy asserting yeah. himself and a guy who's expressing boundaries because he doesn't feel safe internally. Yeah, and that's to me that's that's that really important gray area that a lot of guys are still having a hard time navigating. Because I know I know I did.
2: Correct.
0: Spent a long mm-hmm. time of my twenties having no idea what that middle ground was, and not knowing what to do with it either. So
1: how would that show up for you
0: well most times it showed up as this boiling it, it felt like a mm. boiling in me it felt like disrespect I f- it would it would mm. make me feel like i was being disrespected and that the only way i could reclaim or reestablish a feeling of respect from the people around me was to stand my ground and assert myself but in in believing I was asserting myself, I was actually claiming dominance.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And dominance is not something that ever makes anyone feel good, I'm sure. I mean, especially from a a women's perspective, right?
1: Yeah, and I'm curious, what do you feel is the difference between being assertive and dominating?
0: Because I can be assertive from way over here. Yeah. I can be assertive over here and I can, it's almost like I'm drawing an invisible force field around me, but that force field doesn't have to include you. It doesn't have to mm. get on mm. you, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I don't. If I'm drawing mm-hmm. a line in the sand, I don't have to draw the line over your toes. I can just draw mm-hmm. that space around me and say, listen, this is where I am over here, mm-hmm. my space where mm-hmm. I stand, what I believe.
2: Mm-hmm. You're
0: totally welcome to be in your space and have what you need over there. I'm not going to interfere or step into your space, but I'm also not going to let you step into mine this way. Mm-hmm. These are my terms, mm-hmm. my conditions in which I'm mm-hmm. willing to engage. To me, mm-hmm. that's assertiveness. And even... It could still come off as, whoa, a little off-putting, Yeah, but it establishes clarity without raising alertness or raising a sense of fear. That's To me, that's ideally how it shows up.
1: Yeah, I love that. Thank you for distinguishing that because I feel like that's a lot of confusion with a lot of men right now because like you were saying, this is a gray area. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of men don't fully understand how to engage with it. Yeah. And I, I keep coming back to like, it's boundaries, right? It's just the way that the masculine shows up creating those containers and those boundaries and boundaries, the more that I sit with them, even though that's such a trigger word and it's in all the memes these days, it's like boundaries, you know, mm-hmm. all the stuff, but it's really getting clear that boundaries are love boundaries are your way of saying, this is how I wish to be loved. This is the way that I wish for you to love me and yeah. show me that you love me Right. in this, you mm-hmm. know? So I really like what you were saying about the space. Yeah.
0: And I think it's just a responsibility of being an adult is being the parent of that inner child. And oh. boundaries are the way we do that. Just as in, when yeah. my when I take my son to the park, if we're walking and past somebody who makes him feel uncomfortable, I can put some space in between him and that person. Yeah. I'm being yeah. the physical boundary for him.
2: Mm-hmm. When we become mm-hmm. adults
0: and we still have that inner child, we gotta create that space and boundaries around ourselves. Cause that's really the only thing we ever need to protect. The adult yeah. doesn't really need protection it's it's the little boy or girl that lives inside of us that feels unsafe at least that's how that's that's my way of referencing i'm sure many people have their own way of looking at it but i think that's really the only Mm -hmm. part of us that ever wants to be made to feel safe would you agree do you have a different way of looking at it
1: i would i would agree with that i think i mean everybody is everything so there's like we don't know how a lot of people are gonna hold that but um, I think overall, yeah, that's a really good way of holding it and looking at it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Cool. Well, let's, let's shift gears for a second because we talked a little bit about the boundaries, and I think that's a really valuable conversation. But there's also the word dominance that came into this and mm-hmm. s- bridging the gap between what we've spoken about already and, and the, the video. Uh, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Like I mentioned in the beginning, the spirit of it, the mission of it, the cause behind it was to raise awareness and be a call to action to make this world a safer place for women so that Mm -hmm. my daughter, our daughters, our little girls who are becoming Mm -hmm. little ladies and also our women, our sisters out there can finally feel like we got your back. I see it happening in pockets and in moments Mm -hmm. where women feel that and experience it. I'm I'm glad that there are some women on this planet who don't feel at risk all the time, but I know that there's still so many who do. I still hear stories mm-hmm. about women getting raped, sexually assaulted, mm-hmm. psychologically assaulted and abused, verbally oh. abused. I mean, there's so many layers to it and there's a long history to it. You know, it's gonna take a lot of work. It's gonna take a lot of work and mm-hmm. this, is, this is just the beginning. So thinking of dominance, one of the things that, I believe needs to be addressed is how we as men the male species have a desire for the feminine the female to be in that deeper and deeper layers of conversation and interaction you know across the spectrum but especially down to the sexual intimate relationships that we have with women so as a woman walking on this planet mm-hmm. what are the biggest things that come up for you when cuz obviously I know you guys receive signals right you can you can you know what a man wants a mile away Most of the time, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. So just tell us about that. Cause I know as men kind of wonder, what is that like for women?
1: Yeah. So you guys aren't as good as you think you are.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Not as sly or clever.
1: (laughs) Not as sly as you think. Like your like eyes are invisible. It's like, it feels like sometimes you guys think that you're wearing sunglasses that we can't see through. And even when you're wearing sunglasses, we can still feel you. (laughs) And so I think there comes to be like a return to owning it. But in the ownership of that, um, understanding respect, understanding a woman's sovereignty, which is her own physical well-being on the planet, like her own space, meaning she's not just a lamp post for you to see and be like, look at the lamp. Huh. Like it's She's a walking, breathing being with a whole bunch of stuff going on. Uh-huh. And I say stuff really lightly, but she's the same as you. And I get the sense that there's Quite a bit of objectivity still present that's really been programmed. I don't believe it's coming from, and what I feel obviously is a little bit, a lot deeper and more intuitive than that, but like I don't feel my brothers even that I know are in like the conscious community that. They don't mean to be doing this, but that's how rampant these habits are. Mm -hmm. It's like when I've shared with you that you're one of the only men that I feel is supremely clean in this area Mm -hmm. that I know it's like, it's a frequency. And if you really want to be like that embodied in your divine masculinity, it means clearing out any way that you're holding women as separate than yourself. Mm -hmm. Like they are you. Mm -hmm. I got the same stuff cooking. I work with men all day like i got my whole own stuff about sexuality and wanting to pounce on that person and porn that i've worked through and all kinds of stuff like you're not alone in that is really what i want to say mm-hmm. like let's even the playing field if you want women to accept you and have it not be like the future is female and like then yeah you're a part of that
0: mm-hmm.
1: you're you're a part of that mm-hmm. you, the future is unity so how can we all be on each other's team and I guess just get real. Like, in some ways, I'd rather you just walk up to the girl and be like, yo, wanna fuck? Like, at least that's real. (laughs) At least that's like really authentic, right? It's like, it's abrasive and rude, and I come up with a whole other list of things that makes that not okay. But at the end of the day, personally, I'm looking for authenticity and transparency. That's in friendships, that's in all my ships. Mm. So, if you wanna be a man that's at least accountable to himself, that's in self honoring, show up in reality. Don't be thinking that we can't see you and that you're hiding. Like the time for hiding is complete. You Mm -hmm. had your chance. We're all, we're all through that. We have to start really showing up and being really present with what's going on in our hearts and our heads and allowing it to come through our voices authentically in our state of being on the planet or else we're all, we're all just pretending and then nothing's happening.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I love how direct you are about it because that's really what men need to understand, and I say men, including mm-hmm. myself, is just how, how valuable that really is. Because I think about what I would really want. Mm. I, I, I get mm. frustrated by women when they expect me to read their mind, when my wife mm-hmm. expects me to know what she's thinking, or why didn't I do that thing when she never mentioned it? And obviously, yeah. it's not on my radar. There's a level of transparency or clarity that's not occurring. And mm-hmm. I think everything gets a little bit better with transparency or clarity. The problem is that it's uncomfortable. For a lot of yes. times it's uncomfortable, especially in the beginning. So
2: mm-hmm. when
0: you, when you say, I, I know you'd almost rather have a guy come up to you and say, listen, you want to fuck. I'm sure that there is a woman like yourself who has a little more prepared to receive a, an cool. offer like that <laughs> and be able to say, thank you. I'm flattered, but no and no, i keep moving on.
1: <laughs> Let me <laughs> but, also say to the men listening, please do not try that because you will not be successful. Yeah. It's just to make a point, okay? <laughs>
0: right, right. I, I mean, there's a lot of ways, There's a lot of other ways that you can back it up a few steps and be clear about, wow, I, fi- I find you to be really attractive. In fact, that's the first thing that mm-hmm. caught my eye and mm-hmm. I'm wondering if there's an opportunity to know more about you because I'm sure that, yes. <laughs> I'm sure you're not ready to jump into bed right now, but I'm very attracted to yeah. you. You know, yeah. different versions of like that conversation. You know this whole being a pickup artist or gaming on women,
2: Mm.
0: substituting that idea with how good can you get at really connecting with a woman before you have to have some sort of biological urge met. Yeah, there's
1: no like being just in a space of human to human. That's why I say like you're you are us, we are you. We know what you're thinking. We know what you want. Like, we're not like, what? Are you, why is he approaching? <laughs> yeah. what do you mean? I do you wonder, mean what to is he? Get to know my heart? Like, come on, we're aware of it. Like, right. let's give up the game. Uh-huh. There's no pickup line. It's really just what you said was so perfect and beautiful. It's just like, hi. It's like, how can you kindly be be in the realm of, this is true for me. I'm going to offer it to you you get to respond as openly or non-openly as you'd like. And away we go. Yeah, Like it's super easy when you stop trying and you allow yourself to just be in your loving kindness and presence.
0: Yeah. Let's, let's do something for a second. So tell me, tell me cool. how on point I am with this. Cause I'm really working on my trying to see the world through women's eyes. Right. Okay. So I imagine it to be like this. Let's say I'm an, I'm an attractive woman and A guy walks up to me, or not even that, not even a guy walks up to me. Let's just say I walk down the street and there happen Mm -hmm. to be a bunch of other men of all ages, shapes, sizes, et cetera, walking past me. Mm -hmm. And I've had this experience many times before of walking in a public place and just having eyes on me, knowing that there are eyes Mm -hmm. on me. I imagine that it feels a little bit like walking through a gauntlet because all of those unspoken intentions or desires are felt, I feel those unspoken desires. I know that there's eyes on me in 360 degrees and I can't do anything about it. So it, it doesn't make me feel very comfortable. It makes me feel like any there are so many things coming at me all at once and I kind of just want to back into a corner and put up my hands and defend myself. So that when someone finally approaches me, with some BS facade, I actually feel like it's even more uncomfortable because it's like a guy approaching me with just his eyes and he's and he's kind of covering yeah. up everything else that's going on. He kind of throws his cape over his face. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. As, as more and more layers of this are being stacked on, I feel less and less comfortable so that even when someone approaches me in a genuine fashion, I've got so many layers of armor up that I'm almost mm-hmm. not even really willing to hear that. I can't even differentiate Mm -hmm. it. I almost assume Mm -hmm. the opposite, that there's going to be an inauthentic Mm -hmm. response versus a guy who will come up to me, kind of pierce through all of that and state the obvious. You're fine. You are a Mm -hmm. beautiful woman. And Mm
2: -hmm. I just want to let you
0: know that you lit my day up by walking Mm -hmm. in and being a beautiful person on this planet. I hope you have Mm -hmm. a great day. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So how how close is that to the actual experience of a woman and what did i miss
1: so accurate i mean you you hit a lot of nails i think like a lot of what men are missing when they're trying to mm-hmm. talk to that female whoever that is is really understanding what you just spoke to which is the actual environment in which a woman a woman exists in like mm-hmm. actually taking in from a conscious possibly even psychological standpoint of what would happen if for like hundreds of years, because this is bred into our DNA at this point. Mm-hmm. If for hundreds of years women are walking around, and every time they go anywhere, they're in some way like emotionally, psychologically, energetically attacked. Like, what? What does that do to a species? It's crazy. Well, it makes them really shut down, really scared, really tentative, really sharp, possibly biting, angry. Like there's the list goes rampant and then men are like, they're so hard to read. I was just saying like, what's up? And it's like, yes. And please look at what's happening Yeah, (laughs) because if you were to actually put yourself in our shoes, that's why I said like, were you like, please take the time the way that I am in my life. I like to think I am as much as I can be taking the time to understand what are my brothers going through? Mm -hmm. What is happening? How can I more deeply understand the confusion, the displacement? That's my job. Mm. It's my job uh, as a person on the planet to show up for people I care about. Mm-hmm. That, like, That's it. And so if we all did that, poof, if every man even just took two seconds to like slow down, rewind, re-listen to what you just said with their eyes closed to really visualize it and feel it, mm. that kind of compassion I would really hope would melt some part of the heart that might be holding resentment mm-hmm. towards women. Yeah. Maybe holding some sort of like, oh, so they need it to be like a certain way. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, <laughs> we've been massacred. Like you, like we've been tortured in a lot of ways of like the treatment has not been kind. Yeah. It hasn't been like we're treating you as a, as a beautiful divine creature. Like there's been none of that. And like even now, there's all the words to that, but not necessarily the actions. And then that's a whole other thing.
0: Sure, sure, yeah. And that's really what I wanted to capture in this video that we created, mm-hmm. was helping both men and women uh, agree upon what this experience is like. Because for, for men, we don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know. I, when I was walking around, ropping around through New York City as a 20-something-year-old, I, I, I was completely oblivious to it. Completely. Mm-hmm. Understandably mm-hmm. so, because... Here I was being a man, trying to figure out what it was to be a man, no less trying to understand what it yeah. meant to be a woman. It's like, I had to do that yeah. first, you know? And and so it was amazing as we're making this video, here we are on the streets of San Francisco, downtown financial district, and mm. I'm watching you be... Oogled and, you know, guys walking past you trying to be slick and taking that, you know, double doing the double take once they walk 10 feet past you, like I've done as a dude in the past and and, and still do. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's be honest. Like we, we, we appreciate and, and notice feminine. I do for sure. Mm-hmm. And so it was, it was interesting just to see how that was coming up for you
2: mm-hmm.
0: while we were making this video all about it. So I know that you wanted to speak a little bit to that too, of your experience of just making a video about this and having it happen while we were doing it so interesting
1: yeah yeah that's it was really fascinating because even though I just shared what I shared I didn't realize until we were making the video how much of me has been trained to block this out hmm. I've been trained to not even consider it so thinking about it from the space of like I've been all over the world I've been in with tribes in Kenya I've been with Soccer moms eating brunch in Santa Barbara. I've been with all of a lot of different types of humans. I've been with inner city children. You know, I've been like in a lot of different places. And what I can tell you is that as a woman, you get trained to stop even acknowledging that it's happening to the point where we're making a whole video on it. And I don't notice it until it's something where we're talking about. Mm. Like I've been walking around the financial district with you guys for hours almost unaware until you, one of you said something. And then I was like, oh yeah, that's like why we're doing this. And then I started paying attention to it and noticing too, now that I'm a much more energetically attuned person, let's say, I can feel, and this is something for guys to know too, as I could have added earlier, of like, we can feel the energetics in which you look at us from. Mm. Those of us that are attuned, and I would probably say a lot of queens who are like more self-aware, right? Mm. So like probably some more of the women that you're really trying to call in, we're going to be able to feel you from 13 miles away. Yeah, I can feel the energy in which you're looking at me from, or even the energy that you're doing a double take with me from. Mm-hmm. If the energy that you look at me from, from the front is like a, hey, and it's like casual and nice and open. And then you turn around and you give me like, what the fuck's going on with that? Like mm-hmm. I can feel you mm-hmm. and that does not feel good. Now you're double, now you're two-faced mm-hmm. in two looks. Mm-hmm. Whoa, that's how sensitive we are. That's mm-hmm. real time. Yeah. So then I think about that and I was witnessing that happen like while I was just standing there in like a t-shirt and a jacket and jeans, like it's not like I'm wearing like a mini skirt on a Friday night. And even if I was nothing wrong with that. But my point is, is like, there's no part of me that's like dressed in lingerie being like, why are all the men checking me out? Like, uh, you know, I'm just standing there or walking and feeling the amount of, I hate to say it, but like specifically like older men, like older men. Um, that feel like it feels like it's they believe it's their god-given right and mm-hmm. it comes from a complete lack of awareness mm. like just a complete lack of like any awareness that they're even doing that they're, their eyes are even scanning me like that sure that's how normal this is
2: yeah yeah quote unquote, which
1: is i'm sure a lot of men feel that way and like I cut a lot of slack in my everyday life to the point where I forgot that it was happening. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, Oh, that's how much slack I cut is just that I don't even hold anybody accountable. Um, until you're like in my physical space, Mm -hmm. like I've, I've had men, you know, try to touch me or tap me or like pull on me. And I'm like, what, what do you think this is? I'm not a ride at Disneyland. Like what? I'm a human being. Yeah. Stop touching me. Like, Holy moly. What, What? And so it was just, it was really astonishing to just feel my own level of programming as a woman to disengage from my body, to disengage from my relationship with my eyes, to having people meet me genuinely on the street. Like I just dropped it. I apparently like didn't need it anymore because it wasn't giving me anything that I wished to feel.
0: Right. Right. Well, and this is this kind of brings up the the next thing that I really appreciated you saying that day when we were recording was how that this is not just a, a guy thing. This is not just the male responsibility to make this world a safer place for women. That there's mm-hmm. the responsibility mm-hmm. on a woman to, to take take mm-hmm. responsibility for her own sovereignty and safety too. Mm-hmm. And that it's really it's in all of us. It's not you or me. It's we, because there's also women who walk around in the world with so much defense and armor up mm-hmm, mm-hmm. probably for good reasons i don't know what ha- mm-hmm. what's happened but i as a man i could sense it from a from a mile away for a woman a woman mm-hmm. too that
2: mm-hmm. her
0: defenses are so on on alert she's got like mm-hmm. the the video security cameras she's got like the bodyguard <laughs> energetically and it's just like <laughs> yeah. i ain't even gonna i ain't even gonna look that way because i might get zapped yeah And I, I, you know, the higher part of me has a lot of compassion for those women. You have to walk around Mm -hmm. in the world with that much sensitivity and armoredness. Mm -hmm. Who are you really underneath all of that? And why can't that person come out? And I think that's something that, like you said, women, maybe it's like you, they're so numb to it because you've had to tune it out for so long. That's one defense mechanism. Or put up so much in front of you that there's no genuine relationships or connection unless really, really, really specific standards are met continuously yeah. over a long time, right?
1: Yeah. So
0: I love your perspective on this. And I'd love to hear you talk a little bit about mm-hmm. what you believe is women's responsibility in this whole Absolutely. Dialogue.
1: First, I want to say for both parties, women and men, what's really the responsibility is understanding our own trauma, right? Gaining consciousness around what's like happened to us and what that's created for us in terms of programs and also what we've just been fed as programs our whole life, whether that's by society or our families or ancestral or religion or whatever it is. We have so many, we have so many layers of programming that it is our responsibility to first understand that Mm -hmm. to first claim that is like what we're looking at, what we're dealing with and to piece and parcel out our own maps, our own DNA structures. What is that? How, why do I do that? Because what most of this is is you're talking what i'm realizing for women and men is that a lot of it comes down to education awareness consciousness and then the willingness and the courage to dive in and continuously look at it and pull the matted ball of hair and just keep keep rinsing it out keep unveiling it keep combing through it like that's our job and so and that's a lot of hard work that most people spend most of their lives trying to avoid so then you have the woman that's been raped and abused and spoken to awfully, and she's beautiful, and she's walking on the street and she's heard she's beautiful. That's nothing new for her. But she's been so poorly treated and she has no awareness over why she can't just seem to be open. She she doesn't understand why for herself. And I know as I say this as a woman, I'm also speaking to so many men that have their own versions of this. So please know this is for both of us. Right. That like men also have this too, where like you have your own trauma. Your dad beat the shit out of you, or whatever happened. And you were never good enough. You never got good grades. You aren't able to make the money. Mm. You do feel like a worthless piece of whatever, right? And you walk around with these hardened shells of like, no, no one can fuck. Mm. No, no. And with miles of barriers, of walls, of cement. And women do the same thing. And then we project all of that on everyone else. Everyone else is to blame because if you were really that. Innocent five year old that was beaten and raped and hurt, and that happened 15 more times in your life, you wouldn't trust people. You wouldn't want people to be around you with everything in you. You would do everything in your power to get away and to move away, and you wouldn't trust anything that wanted any bit of you. So you shut the F down. Yeah. And the, that's repeated, which it is, because that person's definitely doing that internally to themselves every day. Now we're really in this conundrum. And what I was speaking to you about responsibility coming from a woman's side is really important. And I hope I get the opportunity to speak on this more on women's platforms as well. But it's really important, I feel, as medicine for our brothers, like pure medicine that you guys understand that so much of this, the the weirdness or the confusion with the sexes and like, how do I show up? And I just want to do like a good job. Like I have so many brothers that are such epic men. They're just like confused. Like they're just like, how do I do the thing? Like, help me be good. I yeah, don't want to suck. We just want to win. <laughs> I'm like, Exactly. And I'm like, okay, okay, this is what you do. And for a long time, I was coaching men from like, okay, this is what you do. But I really realized, and this is what I think sparked your curiosity and us talking more about this was like, really women are the leaders of any relationship. We're the leaders. Sorry guys. 100%. Like we got it wrong. We lead this ship. And men, you're the holders of the container of our leadership. So we need you to literally just be a bedrock of safety and compassion and resiliency so that we can flow and rise and and help bring through like actual direction for you because you're here to protect and to serve. Mm -hmm. Thank you. It's our job to honor you. With so much appreciation, it's our job to witness you and to hold you equally back with accountability and love and grace and sustenance and nourishment that is the feminine overflow, right? Of just like, I'm so in my alignment. I know myself so purely. I'm so connected to source, whatever I deem that to be, to the earth, to my own femininity, to my womb, to my body, to my presence, that I can then be that guiding light. For us, Mm -hmm. and this is actually what I need from you. I really need you to go get a job, and I really need you to like help me help us have a home. That's what I really need. And then you, as the man, get to go. Cool. Thanks for the directions. I'm gonna go accomplish that and be back when I have it. And then you come back and you're like, babe, I did the thing. And we go high five. You're the fucking king. And then we keep that going forever because women have to know what they're doing, where they're going and how they're doing it. And quite frankly, all the pressure has been put back on you guys in this way of like, we just want to relax and be in our feminine flow. And you guys have to, you you have to rise, you better do it. And if you don't, then fuck you. <laughs> it's like, no one can rise in that atmosphere. No one can do anything. No one wants to. Like, mm-hmm. And women, we don't want to come across like that. We don't want to. So it's a it's a double edge of like there needs to be a lot more education. We need to be talking a lot more about this.
0: Sure. Yeah. And and also dissect the game a little bit. I mean, totally. how many how many women are out there chasing dudes? I mean, the the name of the game is is dudes chasing ladies, right? I mean, guys pursuing women because we're because we're interested. And that, that's mm-hmm. that's the way I mean, obviously there's certain exceptions to the rule but that's really what it's what it's about so when you look at it that way you're you're the ones who have to make the rules of the game (laughs) because because we're we're gonna we're gonna not gonna stop pursuing you we're not gonna say you know what ladies come get us how's that gonna go over (laughs) you'd be like okay bye and the
1: thing is well the thing is about our society too just to add another fun layer for most of us is like As society's changing, women are getting jobs and they're told that they need to be self-sufficient and independent, which throws this entire dichotomy off again. Mm -hmm. It throws women into another state of confusion being like, wait, so do I chase them? Do I go for them? Do I need them? I don't think I need them. And then there's all this new age stuff of like, no, your need for the masculine, he needs to penetrate you and all this language that quite frankly just is really foggy and dense and just creates a lot of baloney when it's really just like, Hey, can we get back to like, what do we want and how do we want it to be? And then just share that from a place of just realness from our hearts. Cause that feels a lot easier. I think overall this time that we're all here alive together, we all chose to be here during this time. The most important thing is to approach all of this with so much compassion Mm -hmm. because nobody knows what they're doing. We've never been in this state before, and you could say that about any time. But more than ever, right now, we're in a we're in a we're in a place of great transcendence and and transition, and it is not clear as to what our roles are. So the more conversations, like when in doubt, find someone and be someone that can have the most open, honest, transparent conversation about any of this as possible, Mm. and that's where we win, and that's where we create new new rules, new laws, new abilities, new connections. Like mm-hmm. that's that's the safe zone.
0: Yeah. And I actually kind of like leaving it there because I know that you and I can both talk about this for a long time. We, we spoke for a whole afternoon <laughs> about this once you dropped that bomb on me. Once you said, you know, we were talking, we were about to shoot the shot where you were looking in windows at Victoria's Secret and all that. And we were talking about... Um, we were ex- expanding the conversation after being in the financial district, where I was just—I I saw a dude almost trip over a curb because he went to go take a second look at you when you when he thought you <laughs> weren't paying attention. And so I—I I, that we talked for so long about that, but I actually like leaving it in this place because neither mm-hmm. of us really know exactly what the answer is.
2: Mm-hmm. We're just
0: we're just ringing the bell. We're saying, hey, mm-hmm. everybody, let's pay attention here. Let's let's acknowledge mm-hmm. that some of these things that haven't been spoken, we're willing to speak them right now. Mm -hmm. And make a strong declaration so that we can begin to heal ourselves at this stage of our lives. But also to, I don't know if the word is to protect, but to prepare our children in a way that they won't have to deal with the same baloney. They won't have to Mm -hmm. carve through these layers of complexity. Just get right down to relationship. Mm -hmm. Real relationship. Without Mm -hmm. all the other mess involved. So... Mm -hmm. I have a few finishing questions to ask you, but is there anything else that Mm -hmm. hasn't been spoken on this topic or safety in general? I want to offer
1: one thing because it's rare that I get to feel like I'm speaking to a pool of men. Do it. And I just want to say thank you, especially to the ones, you know who you are, who are showing the F up. You are showing up so freaking fully and you are doing your deeper work and you are willing to look all of your demons in the face and claim them as your own. And that is what's up. And I personally am so grateful to be on the planet with you at this time. Thank you so, so much for our daughters, for our sisters, for every single being, for yourselves, most importantly, so we can have real anchor points on this earth. It is an honor to know you. And for those of you, if you're going, is that me? Probably not. Mm. That means that you have more work to do. And I say that lovingly. (laughs) And we all get to show up bigger and brighter together. And it's just such an honor to, to know all of you.
0: <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that's. I always say that whenever I get to speak to pools of women, I get invited to, do, mm-hmm. to speak on these women's podcasts. Mm-hmm. That's what I always say is don't forget that inside of every man who's ever wronged you is deep down somewhere in his heart a guy who just wants to love and be of service to you. Yeah. He just he just lost his way. He forgot how to do yeah. that. He's, he hasn't figured out how to do that yet. And yeah. so that, that, you know, if we carve away all the other BS on the surface, we just mm-hmm. want to support and love on each other. Like, yeah. So let's get back to that.
1: <laughs> yeah. And there's so many women, by the way, that are doing their deeper work so they can meet you, so they can rise, so they won't put that only on you, so that they'll be the ones that can really take responsibility mm-hmm. and really know what, where we're going so they can guide you. Don't give up on us. We're yeah. here. I promise.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Okay, beautiful. Let me ask you a few lightning round style Mm -hmm. questions. So quick responses right off the cuff. You do that really well, so I'm not worried about you. What is one thing you've learned in your life that you wish you knew when you were 18?
1: Wow, how to soften. Mm.
0: Okay, and you may have already answered this next one, but what do women need more of from men? Patience. Patience. And what is the one message you have for men about women?
1: just keep getting, we love you. We are you.
0: Awesome. Beautiful sister. And the last one, how can the good people out there follow you, find you, learn more Mm. about what you're doing, support your work in the world. Mm. Hit us with all the info.
1: Thank you. You can find me on all the social media things at at Chelsea Didier. That's C-H-E-L-S-E-A-D-I-D-I-E-R. Facebook, Instagram. My website is ChelseaDidier.com. Shoot. I know you'll tag all the stuff, so (laughs) Uh, it'd be great to connect. Yeah, reach out.
0: And if you guys haven't already, make sure you go and check out the recent premiere of our beautiful, beautiful, beautiful music video, Through Your Eyes, Mm. this amazing art project that has been a year in the making. We literally talked about this over a year ago for the first time, so honored to have you here, sister. Thank you for sharing your brilliance, your wisdom, your heart. Mm. You truly are one of those women on the planet who is walking the talk and doing the work that you talked about here so thank Thank you for that and and thank you for working alongside me it was really fun to create that Mm -hmm. to create that video with you
1: oh i completely agree such a blast such an honor thank you so much brother
0: this was a special one for me y'all this music video that we worked on has been a work in progress for over a year The idea first came to me when I was in Joshua Tree with my Conscious Man Brotherhood brothers back in January, 2019. So here we are publishing it, the second week of March in 2020, and man, what a beautiful message to be putting out into the world. That's really what brings me my greatest joy is that now I am on the cusp of celebrating my daughter's first birthday, and she'll forever know that her father is a stand for a safer world for her, for her sisters, for her girlfriends, for all the ladies out there. And I invite all of you to consider how you can be a bigger part of this conversation, this effort to make the world a safer place for women, for all of us really, so that everybody can walk the streets and feel safe to be who they are, to be fully expressed, to be fully authentic, to not have to hide or fear ridicule, because that's what it's all about. Somehow we have to access that one way or the other. There's always gonna be naysayers, haters, and bullies, but let's create a space where everybody can be fully expressed and find their way. Whatever it takes. That's my call to action. Go check out the video. Go look it up at youtube.com slash the Rising Man Movement. While you're there, make sure you subscribe to our channel so you get all the updates every time we drop a video or a new piece of content. Everything Rising Man related is now living at risingman.org, including information on how to join the Rising Man Fire Circles, how to get yourself signed up for Call of the Warrior coming up in May, and how to apply for our four-day vision fast called Compass, our initiation out in the desert. Wherever you're listening to this, please subscribe and follow us on the podcast app of your choice. Drop us some reviews, some comments, some hearts, likes, follows, whatever they let you do, do it. And let us know how much you love what we're doing and what you think about it. Because we value your opinion. Seriously. Last but not least, check us out on Instagram at Rising Man Movement if you don't already. Hit us with a follow, send us a message, share us in your IG stories. We love seeing that all the time. I know that you guys are getting, getting something from this. If you're listening every week and sharing it up in your stories, we appreciate it. That's how we spread the message. Final shout outs to my Rising Man Power Squad. Always faithful, always showing up. Sean Offenbach, Rowentine, Julian Subic, Ryan Wilcox, and Mark Rose. I appreciate and love you fellas so much. Thank you. Until next time, rise up and claim your destiny.